0: Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Vondon, along with my co-host, Addison Elko. How's it going? Going great. Chad Patterson, other co-host. How's it going by you, man?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing great. Syracuse treating you well? Nice, nice weather right now?
1: Well, Syracuse going great. Uh, Syracuse football just got a, a big win uh, uh, over the weekend, so that's nice. What um, what'd they, they play? <sighs> Some donker team. I can't remember.
2: Yeah, but they team. won like fifty-five
1: well, to forty something, and the uh, QB ran for over two hundred yards.
2: Nice, and, and I don't think we follow like I mean we follow college football passionately for the dynasty, but not teams. But West Virginia did win, and Virginia Tech. But won. Tech won. It so was
0: a, it was a good week for all of us. Good week yeah. for the pod. Great, Great stuff all around. Um, I think what the the most important part is that there's real football
2: in two days, forty-eight hours, and we have. Eagles and Falcons. It's a little said in the chat, he was like, I can't believe we're gonna have real fantasy points and like whatever he said, like five days. So I was like, yeah. Wow, that's we're finally here.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We've been leading up to this moment for so
2: long. It's, it's it doesn't feel like it's real. And this is the second season we've podcasted into a season. So that's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty so cool. Lit. This is this is episode episode thirty five. Thirty seven. Thirty seven? Yeah. Oh you're right, I, I didn't update the top, so it is thirty seven. Thirty seven. That's
0: nuts. We're cruising. Yeah. Be at one hundred before you know it. Um, but we, we got some news and notes. We got, got a lot of things going on. Um, we'll jump into some trade and bets. We will do some premier kind of matchups going through week one, uh, who we think's going to win, uh, strengths, weaknesses, etc. And we'll end with uh, updated power rankings going in. Obviously, we, some people were stragglers, including myself, Rob, Famulari, not including <laughs> keepers and defenses, which actually kind of impacted the the rankings pretty much, like, like, kind of like you'd expect them to. And sure. and well, we, these were our
2: rankings, not exactly like Yahoo's.
0: But yeah, but it still plays into it yeah, a it little does. Bit. Like seeing points, uh, it alters me a little bit. It does, I, I agree.
1: And we do have the but, finale of Hard Knocks yeah. tonight. And as you, we all know, uh, Eric said it best: Hard Knocks correlates to hard dicks. So that should be fun.
0: It's a direct correlation. Yeah, it's science.
2: Now
1: we get to see. Well, I won't spoil one of the cuts, but we're gonna get to see all the cuts
2: of the players we fell in love with. They're very good at finding like the very borderline players yep. that have some kind of personality. And now we're going to see him in real time get caught and tell to have no more jobs. every single one of them. I know, every one. It really sucks. <laughs> it is, but, you know,
0: life goes on. They'll uh, they'll survive. Practice squad making 7900 a week isn't too bad.
2: But also note on here is that, along with the cuts, it seems like every one of your fantasy sleepers that were, like, in the second, third round the last few years got caught.
0: Yeah, they, they haven't done well. Um, Leonte Carew... Um,
2: well, there's, there's Charles to, some, so some I know to hear just in the wide receiver. Coleman got cut. Yeah. Braxton Miller got cut. Well, Braxton was
0: never mine. Rashad Perriman, I just traded for what's called – Jeff Janis wasn't mine. Karum was
2: mine. I'm not saying yours. No, I'm just saying oh, not oh, yours yeah. in general. I'm talking, oh, about, I'm talking oh, to, the, to the audience. I was like, I don't remember talking no, about I'm not calling out you directly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do think we're all team. these players were owned at one time, though.
2: Oh, oh, all of
1: them That's
0: that's what, what he said
1: Carew saying. was a
2: first all round pick Perriman was a first round pick And our, and our Coleman yeah, was a first round yeah. dynasty pick I mean, yeah, all... Coleman
0: was pick six Carew fell to me in the second round He was like 16
2: And then Bryant I think I posted like I, You couldn't give a mid first to Chad at, at some point No, in, in, no right, I, I, offered,
0: so. ch- I offered Chad a first for Bryant He turned down back in the day uh, Now I he was know. trying to trade him for like thirds
2: at, Towards the end
1: I'm lucky I dumped Just, him when I did I got something out of him, I guess
2: Yeah Yeah it's crazy that, like, I don't want to, like, devalue picks because they are important for the ones you hit, but you do, like, over... What's the word I'm, what I'm looking for? Not fan... It's overvalue. Not overvalue, but, yeah, you just fall in love with these guys that are, like, sleepers, and you think they're the one that, are like, are being yeah. not looked and at. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you just fall in love with them, and most of them don't pan out. It's like, we went over the draft last... Last episode, I went over all the second rounders, and probably half of them are going to be on this list that we're talking about next year than two years. They're not going to be fantasy relevant, which is crazy because, you, you know, overall man size. That's what I, yes. I wrote I wrote
1: a whole 1,500-word blog about how much I love Martavis Bryant.
0: <laughs> I, I wrote, my first article was Why You Should Trade for Bashad Perriman Lowe.
1: That's, <laughs> that's true.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Things are really that's looking why. up
0: yeah the blog's looking down i no wonder why it didn't take off <laughs> just didn't that's really funny that is fantastic um so that being said there's a lot going on let's uh, jump into some news and notes uh, i think the biggest one um we all kind of sneaky applauded it because it hurt greg um Jared mckinnon out for the year of torn acl um a lot of impl- implications. He went fifth overall in our rookie draft. Um, I think he was one of the most hyped dynasty players coming into the season by far. Yep. Claiming what he was going to get eighteen hundred touches. Or, I know that's not the number, but like eighteen hundred yards, eighteen hundred yards. Eight hundred touches. About is
1: really touches. <laughs> yeah, about,
0: <laughs> over under a million targets. Um, <laughs> but it really opens the door for Alfred Morris, who kind of stunned in the preseason, and my boy Matt Bradylight. Thank you, Chad, for that. Copyright.
1: I kind of regret cutting him
0: kind of regret cutting out i'm super happy i traded for it was a great great move by me i'm super excited i'm gonna start on week one
1: so i feel like so chad i'll
2: toss up to you there's been like i feel like half a half a twitter says alfred morris is the guy i know bria has been taking i feel like there's been two roto updates that each have said that they're going to be the starter and bria has taken the first team snaps but if you could say in a redraft scoop one up in the free agency which the one that you're targeting
1: I'm taking Morris, only because I think Breda is more of a a scat back, a third down back. Um, you know I think Morris is going to get all the, the, the five and in carries, um, going to score you those touchdowns. But that being said, I think Breda is more of the big play guy. So I think any given week, these guys could honestly flop or flip-flop. So I think if I had to choose, I would take Morris, but I think it's closer than a lot of people think.
2: I agree with Morris, um, but I'd be happily to own Brietta. Uh, it could, like you said, it could take all maybe one or two weeks to realize who is the guy. It's annoying to have one of these two because they could be on your bench, easily putting up flex value numbers, if not RB2, or maybe RB1 numbers if they got a couple touchdowns. Totally. And, and you could start the wrong one easily and end up with a five-point stinker on your, your flex. So it's going to be tougher. I think Rob has Alfred Morris. I think he's going to have to start him because of his team and sort of Eric's in the same boat. Brieta is probably going to have to start him. So in our league, it's not as relevant as to, you know, who should you start over your flex guys if he was like on a better team. But yeah, sucks for Greg. Luckily he scooped up Peterson, which I guess we could segue right into that is another surprising sign with uh, the Redskins fantasy emergence in Peterson. Um, he had some stints last year on the Cardinals had a game where I think he had like 32, 33 carries which was absurd. <laughs> um, and all I put here is, like, do you trust him? If, if you're Greg, are you trusting him at least in the week one or even going forward that you think he's going to be an a every-week plug-in guy?
0: I'm trusting him week one. I'm, I'm trusting him this season. After this season, I don't know. But I think he's got enough left for this season. He's a freak. He's, he's a, freak. a freak. He still keeps himself in great shape. You can you can see it. He's just a physical freak that treats his body well. Mm-hmm. So I'm completely trusting him through the season. Completely fine. Chad?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the opposite here. Um, you know, I had a chance to pick him up too, I didn't. I just don't have faith in him. What I saw last year in New Orleans was, you know, not that great. Um he averaged um three point five yards a carry in Arizona and then he averaged three point zero three yards per carry in New Orleans. So do I think he's a freak? Yes. Do I think he's athletically gifted? Yes. Is he thirty three? Yes. So that's the part that scares me the most. Um, but I don't. We'll see. I've been proven wrong a lot of times before, but uh, I'm choosing to avoid him. I just think there's gonna be the the weeks
2: like last year, and maybe it's because they didn't really have much of a passing game, so they had to stack the box. But I don't. I like there's a couple games where he literally did nothing. Excuse me, and then there was those games where, yeah, he's going to get the workload and he's going to break off a couple big runs, so I I think his floor is really low for a flex play where he may not give you the safest numbers, but he doesn't really have a choice at this point, Greg. With McKinnon out, kind of has to play him um, until Ingram gets back. So really, this is only a four-week play for him, and if it works out better, then it's just playing with house money. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a good pickup for him, for sure, and that you know, that kind of soothes the, the damage of the McKinnon injury. But, yeah, I'm kind of on your end. I, I think he's projected way too many points as it is. I still think Chris Thompson's going to get work. I still think they're going to give Rob Kelly some touches. Who I mean, whoever else they got, they might, you know, I, I feel like they have like six running backs. So, we'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, I just think his floor could be lower every now and then. He may give you four points, and you'll regret starting them.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just really happy that, Ridge has kind of evolved um, just because I feel like two years ago this would have been an automatic Greg gets a first plus from Ridge for AP probably like 33 year old AP getting a first so I'm very happy with this. Well, last
2: year, Rich took the term game. where it was like, if you're not 25 <laughs> or younger, you're, like,
0: worthless. Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of yeah. everyone's dynasty. Once you figure out what's going on, like, there's, like, the progression. of like, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to draft whatever. Extreme youth <laughs> kind of figuring it out. Draft picks, blah, 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 and then go to the middle. I think mean, yeah. it's just everyone's curve. So, what, so he's, um, he's getting there.
1: What, what value in picks would, would you say that Peterson is right now? If you were trading with Greg, what would you offer him?
2: When now, team...
1: I'd probably early a, second. a second.
2: Yeah, second. Any, Absolutely. Any, if you're not contending at all, and I wouldn't even trade for him. No. I, I don't even think it's worth it. He has no long term value. Mm-hmm. So if you think you can make a push for the title, he's probably worth a second. Uh, if you're not, if you just want to avoid last place, a third, you know what I mean? If you're just trying to do that play, but it's only for maybe seven or eight teams in our league are even worth trading. The other yeah, half yeah. should never even consider an offer for him.
1: It's weird that Peterson now has, like, a, a, a sell-high window again. Yeah, it is weird. He's never going away.
2: Well, because in, in, on the Saints, he didn't have, like, you know, there was Ingram. And I know Kamara wasn't a buzzword, but he was still splitting carries with a, a rookie that a lot of people liked. Now he's, like, the only guy, really. And I think people last year, even when the games that Peterson did well in Arizona, I couldn't trade for anything cause people thought he was done. So... This could probably keep happening here in and out or he'll get caught, pick them on the free agency if he plays again around the round to go. Or will he be Frank Gore?
0: Or will, will he, he never Never Gore. retire. Time will tell. Um, speaking of win now, Jonathan Winnow Williams cut. Kind of sad. It was a lot of hype of him kind of taking that Ingram role in New Orleans, and I, I, I kind of bought into it a little bit. I didn't pick him up. I'm happy I didn't now, but... I-, I thought he was going to be that guy for four weeks and kind of resurrect him. Loved him coming out, Arkansas. He had like the
2: dope preseason, yeah. right? And then he, he did well. Got cut, but uh, yeah, he got cut. Another another podcast favorite, Charles Sims got cut. Oh, Charles Lee,
1: oh, my boy. Um,
2: Pumphrey did get cut, but now he's on the practice squad with Detroit.
1: Uh-huh. And problem. Mikey
2: G was cut, but then he's now the de facto running back two for the Saints. Yeah, which it I don't think he has any value unless Kamara gets hurt, and then his only value is for three weeks. Until Ingram gets back. Um, I think but like one thing
1: he could give you like a like a LeGarrette Blunt role. Give you some you touchdowns. You, yeah. Even when
2: Ingram's back? Or you mean even when Kamara's there?
1: No, even, I think in the first four weeks before Ingram comes back.
2: Sure, but I don't think he's startable unless it's like a crazy deep league. Yeah, I, I
1: don't agree. think he's startable in
2: our league.
1: Yeah, I, th- th- I think some rebuild uh, teams could maybe throw him in their flex.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I agree with that, Chad. I agree he's a flex player for four weeks. I think he's still out
1: there and almost picked him up.
0: Is he? Yeah. We'll do that right now. All right, I was gonna go pick him up right now. <laughs> well, actually, let me let me talk about this, though. So the most important thing that we're going to talk about on the podcast today is that Le'Veon Bell is terrible. And James Conner is going to be an RB1 this full
2: year. James
0: Elite Conner.
2: Yeah, Chad, I think we this is kind of like me and you have the the Dez and Le'Veon Bell drama. It's just new updates, new, you know, new opinions. It's honestly but, so annoying. I mean, this was last year with Zeke for me, which is oh my god, that was the worst. But it is getting it's getting close, and I know before you've been pretty confident. I think even like there was some AB drama, but are you worried that Bell won't play Week One?
1: As a Steeler fan, hell yeah, I'm worried. I'm super concerned <laughs> that he hasn't reported to to camp yet, and the season starts and
0: why for Week One though? You guys are playing us. You guys are gonna win Week One. I
1: don't. I don't know, dude. I'm like a little bit scared of the Browns this year, to be honest with you.
0: I, I went through the schedule yesterday, and I already wrote this game off. You guys are going to beat us week one. Um, I think both times. I think, I think we lose to you guys both times.
1: But here's the other side of the coin, though, is that I play Rodgers week one. So if Bell's not there, I have Ooh, an outside chance. That's
2: huge. That's awesome. I feel like, isn't there already a stat out there, and I was telling this to my dad when I argued Giants shouldn't draft Barkley too, that the the Steelers' points per game is actually higher when Bell does not play?
1: I feel like that might like, be if, true. Is that I, really? think, I think in the
2: last two or three years, like, remember the the years D'Angelo Williams, like, the games that he had? Well, he was, he was ridiculous. Yeah, he but went, he was oh. still, like, not yeah. living on Bell. Like, they still, that offense just works, and obviously Bell is a completely, like, gifted talent, and yeah. you obviously want him all 16 games, but that <laughs> offense, historically, in whatever year span they had, has not slowed down without him there. So, I don't know, Jadon, you should be a little selfish and root for him to sit out game one, and... Eric it's a, you know, maybe a, a boy's last place in, yeah. in a huge week one. We'll talk about that later. And then you get to maybe upset Rodgers.
1: I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's like a silver lining to this whole thing.
2: There is. <laughs> so, either way, you'll be happy. Um, While well, Eric's, I think, picking up somebody, I'll transition to... I only put this on there because of Hard Knocks, but Devin could juice cut. You hate to see it. We're going to juice. watch it live on the, on Hard Knocks. It's going to be very upsetting. All Him and his stones and the moon and couldn't That couldn't was ridiculous
0: when he started feeling the stone. He got lightheaded. That was just outrageous. But it's funny <laughs> that literally everyone—they caught everyone. Nate yeah. Orchard got, caught. Sheld- he got cut. She got cut. Cajus
2: got cut. Who was the the math guy?
0: Oh, Carl oh, Nassib
2: got cut. Yeah, Nassib, Nassib
0: got cut. Well, he signed somewhere um,
1: else though. Brogan yeah, got Buccaneers cut. Him. Yeah,
0: well, Nassib's good. I, I was actually surprised by the Nassib cut.
1: I hate his face. Uh,
0: He's got a normal face. Wrong no, he's got
1: a very punchable face.
2: <laughs> and um, in rare kicker news, because I think this was equally shocking as any other cut Dan, that was out there. Dan Bailey, the most accurate kicker in NFL history cut. I feel like people like the, the Cowboys Twitter spin zone this. They went from, oh, my God, how can they do this? I think they're just saving money. And then. Coincidentally, four or five days later, some people were like, Well, actually, he was not winning the competition in practice, blah, blah. Like, just, try <laughs> yeah, to I make, just trying, just trying to rationalize the decision and spin it to be like, they made the right choice. It was just a money saved move. And I think in an offense where the the weapons they have aren't exactly elite, I mean, having Dan Bailey good from 55 is like a got like, really nice to have that yeah. a lot of teams don't have. So I was surprised by that. This rookie better fucking be good. That's all I better, that's all I'm going to say. But surprising cut. The Jets already working him out, but you hate to see him go. Yeah. De- Romo, Dez, Witten, and Bailey. Yeah, soon yeah. it's like <laughs> the Nothing whole left. like I think our like total point scores in the last like eight years are all gone. Yeah, I cried It's and, all, it's and, all business. Uh, There's uh, no loyalty it awesome, in the NFL. I know what it, no know. it feels
1: like. what did you say, Chad? I said it's all business. There's no loyalty in the NFL. It sucks. I know. What are you gonna yeah. do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do?
0: So, transitioning, we kind of wanted to call out everyone in the league. Um, For trades and bets, uh, weird, there was none. For trades and no bets. What's going on, guys?
1: Yeah, honestly, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm triggered.
2: I mean, we're we none of us have traded, so I guess we can be at fault
1: too. We're but.
0: equally at fault. I know everyone, like you said, added, romanticizing is the perfect word. Their players, everyone. I have the perfect roster. I'm going undefeated. No one can touch my players. Nine firsts for my last <laughs> guy on <in> my match. <laughs> That's what we're at right now, and it's it's funny to see. But come on, like no small trades, no like third and fourth, like anything. Like I'm the not-
2: draft's over, and then camp's kind of. I don't know. The only person that if if Muller didn't have Peterson. Maybe he would have tried to make a trade. Yeah, but that's really it. Yeah. I mean, no one suffered any big. There's, I mean, yeah, not a lot of huge injuries as far as like skill position players. A few, like yeah. McKinnon and Hunter Henry, but I know there's a lot more like NFL players got yeah, hurt, it got but hurt. like huge fantasy implications. Not, not really many. I mean, some people are banged up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Like Parker may miss a few games. The Patriots run like, but nothing huge. Yeah, um, I definitely sent and, you. Into- I sent one today,
1: actually.
0: I haven't sent the trade in a while. I've been talking to Rob. Me and Rob trade
2: often. (laughs) often. (laughs) i almost made a trade with Rob for Alf, but I could have overpaid for him, but at the same time, I didn't because I'd rather him have him and beat you and Kojak. I need Rob not to come in last and for Rich not to have one on one again. None of us want that.
0: He offered me like ALF for like Mike Williams, James Conner, and like Clement. <laughs> I was like, no. That's going to be All right. Oh, you didn't pick up anybody? Classic. No, Lee Ridge owns him.
2: Oh. Yeah, oh, we didn't say up. that in the running back. Uh, Rogue Fag is number three on the depth charts. Oh. Hey, Nick.
0: <laughs> hey, Nick. Just want to let you know Ro Fag is the number three <laughs> running back on the Bucks. How's that feel, dude? Uh, that's so great. So
1: Wait, great. isn't that pretty running far away back? from number one?
2: It's almost as far as you can get. I don't know if they're carrying for running backs. So yeah, it's as far as you can get without being cut from the roster. Wow! So you almost Imagine he almost didn't. That sense of oh my god. He
0: didn't make the roster. Imagine that would've been so great. That would've been amazing. I would just waited in his room until he got back from wherever he was, and just laid there.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So I guess I can transition this because I did this last year. I enjoy doing this. Yeah. This is your they... your, your bread and butter. My praise. This is when I go to the Hall of Fame. This will be what I'm known for. (laughs) Uh, The weekly matchups. Last year, I think we got to like seven weeks before we teetered off and didn't keep track anymore. Yeah. Can we like keep track of this this year? Let's do it. Stay on top of it. Even if we don't podcast, just send whoever, probably Chad, our picks because he updates the the Twitter with it. Hey, Chad. Um, Okay. Okay. We should put a wager on it. I think I said that winner gets dinner for free. The second place only has to pay like the tip or 20% of the bill okay. and then loser pays the rest or you could do 40, 60, whatever. That works.
1: Yeah, I'm down. Koreatown? Cool. So we'll,
2: Pop Pop yeah, we'll yeah. do Koreatown. So winner winner, so winner so free, free, second place 40, last place 60%. We won't make it too extreme, but mostly so the winner gets the bulk of the you know, free meal. Love it. So I have four matchups that we'll talk about. We'll talk about the other matchups that are a little further away in projection but this year, of, of any year, I feel like there's a lot of chance for upsets. Last year, Tiz beat Nick twice. I got swept by Isler in three games. <laughs> Shit happens. It does. So it does. no match could to be taken lightly, but I think one that we can assume to be taken lightly is Fan vs. Kojak. I think Kojak's projection here is pretty high. I think it's very generous by Yahoo to give him a I high. I was 31. shocked
0: when he had that because I was looking in, and I had 126, and I was like, there's no way Ko-, And then I saw Kojak over.
2: What is he project 131. Basically, 132. Excuse me? Yeah, I, I don't really understand that. Um, Nick's team's loaded. I don't really see anything here besides maybe, uh, you know, a thir- like, I don't know, it's the first week, so it's not going to be slowed up. But I, I don't see anything that can derail Nick. I think there's a chance that, you know, Oakland could be really bad this year, and he's starting Cooper and Lynch. So if they put up, you know, single digits, could he be in trouble? Maybe, but I don't think... Kojak has enough really to put up a 140, 150 spot, even to overcome if Nick's Oakland team players do bad.
0: No, go Nick uh, go Nick here. I don't think there's uh, there's any way around it. Yeah, it's a really
1: obvious choice. How is Tyrell Williams projected almost 10 points?
0: Because uh, they're <laughs> had these, apparently starting over Mike Williams. So he's the wide receiver too? He's the wide Matt. receiver two in, in San Diego and probably took some of Hunter Henry's
2: points. All right. Um, the next matchup that's a little further away, but it's a division game, so get hyped, is Dooch versus Josh. So 160 to 135. That's what I'm saying. Kojak's projected within, like, two points of Josh. That doesn't make any sense. You know, Josh got Brady, DT, Zeke, Duke Johnson, Cooper Cup, Goodwin, who I love this year. I mean, like, this team's just way better. Yeah. Ty- Tyro Williams projected more points than Cooper Cup. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
1: That's wild well, to me.
2: Yeah, it is wild. Um. yeah I mean Deuce's team's just stronger I mean, he's got the big until Big Ben and AB are no longer on his team it's hard for me to pick a uh, matchup against Deuce so I think Deuce should pull this one off sorry to keep the trend going but yeah Deuce as well well this one's we're not counting for our record so you can uh, okay. I, feel, yeah. I,
1: I agree that Deuce will win but I'm gonna give it a sneaky little outside chance Josh can upset him here
2: I think out of the three we're gonna go through, no offense to you, I think this will be the one that has the best chance of an upset because the third one we'll wrap up with is Rogers versus our handsome co-host Chad. Oh, I'm gonna get it, shit on. If Bell is out, you have a shot. If not, Rogers' seems is so freaking yeah, good. Yeah, it's outrageous. But you have a team that could put up upwards of 170, Chad. It's not like you have a lot of high upside guys, but uh, I can't see the upset happening here. I agree with you. If there is an upset, it would be um, against it'd be Josh over Dude. Absolutely agree. Rogers team's
1: outrageous. Sorry, Chad. No, I totally, I totally agree. I'm gonna get pooped on. All right. So we'll go to
2: the four games, and I won't. I'll let you guys kind of dive into the matchups more. I don't think we always be the one talking, but we got four matchups, four picks. These ones are all within really, really close. One's like 11 points, but I think it should be closer. So we have four games. We'll start with the the bottom, the last, the sorry, the lowest two projected points. But huge implications for what could be last place, SAT and assless chaps type situation <laughs> is Rob versus Eric. And Eric is projected right now to win by four points as we speak. I I think you have some guys that are under-projected and over-projected at the same time. Like I don't understand Latavius Murray being projected nine points. I think Connor projected ten points without anything on bell because i think bell still projected 19 points is crazy and right now i don't think is gonna get you 12 points so i'm still going to pick you and i think this will be a very ugly matchup i think rob has guys that have high upside i actually don't hate his team at all but just like i don't know what kind of role carry on or Anthony Miller are gonna have right away or even alfred morris for that matter so he could have a, a really bad week of those three don't really do anything, but he could easily beat you if they actually have, like, a, a pretty solid role in Week 1. I think it's going to be close, like you said. It's going to be, like, 110
0: to, to 112 or something like that. <laughs> Super dumpy. Um, Yeah, I don't know what carry-on's going to do. He might drop a zero, but I could also see, like, Rams D putting up 20 against Oakland. Or well, like, Kieran Cole mean? is, like, yeah, the wide receiver ex- one now? Exactly. So it, it, it could go either way. I don't trust Funchess. I love Lockett for me, obviously. I think Murray gets some sneaky touchdowns. Uh, James Conner's going to start over Le'Veon straight up. Um, Baltimore yeah. D, I, I think, honestly, the thing that puts me over the edge, I think Baltimore D may drop 35 against, uh, Nate Peterman. So you're taking yourself? So, yeah, I'm taking myself.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to equally take Eric. Um, I'm ride or die with Eric this year, because I think that he's better than a lot of people think. Next it. Uh, no, 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 problem, bro. But yeah, you got to assume you're going to take out Latavius Murray, throw in Breda. Um... And then like I said, man, I don't I don't think your team is as awful as people think it is. You know, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, the, you know, these are the type of guys that could, you know, have really boom weeks. So, Peyton Barber's going to start, Njoku's a freak, uh, Lockett could do big things. So, I'm going to I'm going to take you on this one. Love
2: that. Love it's that. It's going to come
1: down to Monday night though cuz Rob has two Monday night guys and you have zero. So, Yeah, I
2: it, need I need to pull away. It is weird how you went from like a really dumpy team and you didn't do anything. And then you got two running back ones. Like, not even training for them. They just, like, paint Barber and... Uh, well, Brandon I, I just,
0: said just that straight up. As I was like, once. I think
2: Barber's going to start over Rojo. But your strategy of just taking a bunch of twos, like, is... Worked out. Yeah. And it could work out with Connors. I was very happy with it. And you kept most of your wide receivers You traded away Cooper. But, you know, I agree. Yeah, you could, unfortunately, with the first year, I have your first round pitch. <laughs> so <good>. uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next matchup, which I love myself, is me versus Greg and Greg is currently projected 154 to 148, 54% winning percentage. I'm obviously always going to take myself. I think, and he may change it, I don't know what we're going to get out of Andrew Luck. He's practicing, I know he's been playing, he's looked good, but he hasn't played a real game. It would feel, I don't know, maybe, did he play any last season? I really don't remember the last time he's played, I just know he's, the saga with Luck has been really weird. And I am just going to be a little skeptical about how many points, as much as Breeze, I just don't see it mm-hmm. happening. Um, everyone else on this team is a stud. I mean, I don't think Peterson's going to get 14 points either, but Kamara getting 22 doesn't seem realistic either, so you can watch that out for over-projections. Jordan, even Howard, even getting 17 seems like a lot. But I feel like A-Rob's getting a little, a little underappreciated here. He's projected the lowest out of my starting wide receivers of Algalor and Crowder. I think that's a little crazy. But it'll be close. I don't see anyone running away with it. It's going to come down the girly on Monday night at fucking 10.20 at night, <laughs> which is sucks. a killer. Yeah. But I'm going to take myself. I always will. But I legitimately think I can win this week. I'm scared of Cincinnati D.
0: They're dirty. I think they do cheap shot luck. Aim for the shoulder. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, I'm scared of that. But um, I think this one's super tight. Ugh. I hate. I, I think I might go Greg. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm fine. I think I lean Greg here. He's got, uh, I think, some more boom players for week
1: one. Um, yeah, I like his team. Uh, I'm equally going to take Greg. You know, I'm just going through, uh, like, player by player. And I think that his his top yours for the most part. And then you get down to, like, his flex. He's got Todd Gurley in his flex, and, <laughs> which throws me off. But, yeah. Um, so, I, I think all around, I think his team is a little better. Oh, definitely, it's way better. Um, but uh, I, you know, like you said, I don't think you winning is definitely not out of the question. So I am mm-hmm. going to give the advantage to Greg.
2: I love, I love that you're starting ASJ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, until the Giants
2: prove they can cover a tight yeah, end, they can't cover a starting end. tight ends
0: against the Giants. He might have three touchdowns. Could that's a, three that's touchdowns. a
1: good call. I forgot about that last year. Where it's like a great,
2: great call.
1: Didn't the tight yeah. end score like an every week against them or something like that?
2: As soon as Eric caught him, I used Eric's waiver for him. Yeah, so... Yeah. I was like,
1: I'm just
0: And Joko had two touchdowns in the preseason against them, too.
2: Yeah, that was my. I was cool with using a, a bottom waiver because I was like, I had Vance, Vance McDonald like Jared Cook. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, who, you know, so I might as well just take the upside. All right. Two more left. Yeah, the next one will be between Itzler and Ridge. I think this one might be the closest projected. 146 to 142. Basically 143. A 53% advantage for Itzler. I actually think Itzler is going to win by a lot. Um, You know, Reggio's flex got hurt a lot with Penny and Sony Michelle not in there. Alan Hearns is practicing with the second team on the Cowboys. I I honestly don't think he's going to be a factor. As far as I've been hearing, it's Gallup, Cole Beasley and Terrence Williams, and then all the tight ends and obviously Zeke. So I think that flex is going to be the biggest difference. And, I do like Robert Woods, but they did bring in Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup is like emerging, and they have Todd Gurley. So I think both of his flex have the chance to do very poorly. Obviously, the rest of his team's a stud, but again, I don't know what we're going to get at Barkley either, and they go up against Jacksonville's defense week one. So I think 18 points is a little ambitious out of Yahoo. So I think Insler, unfortunately, wins this pretty handedly. I have his first, so I'm going to be rooting for Ridge, but I'm going to go Insler. Yeah, I love that call. I, I definitely
0: think Ridge's team underperforms. I'm kind of down on them a little bit. Um, even Mike Williams, I'm sorry, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, I think Mike have a down week as well. Um, is Evan Ingram even back from concussion? Is he even going to be ready week one? Do we know that yet? I do not know. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually officially a thing yet. So I, I agree. I also suspect putting these two safeties in his starting lineup as opposed to linebackers. I am not know about that move. But. Ew, do you gonna do Ridge? Um, yeah, I'm going answer here.
1: I didn't even notice the two safeties starting. That kind of changes it for me. I'm still gonna, I'm gonna take Ridge, but I, I don't think he's gonna win by a lot. Um, I just like his team. You know, it's, it's he's done a really good job as we spoke about rebuilding his team. Russell Wilson, top five fantasy QB. Mike Evans, Corey Davis supposed to have a huge year. Barkley, I think, is a generational talent. So we'll see what he does. Um, like you said, it is against Jacksonville, so it's a little scary, but I still like him. Fournette obviously is a stud. Ingram's a stud. Hearns and Shepard, to me they they almost cancel out a little bit. I think I think Shepard's a little boomer bust. I think I think That's Hearns, a good point. I think Hearns can be boomer bust too. Um but yeah, then I'm getting down to the defenses. Houston against Houston at New England. I'm not sure about that one. Um I don't know if there's maybe other defenses out there that he can stream, but you know, projected four point five points, I'm I'm not sure about. And then the two safeties You know, uh, to me, it's a cardinal rule to never start defensive backs as my 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 defenders. I usually stick with linebackers or defensive ends. So I'm going to give Ridge a slight advantage here, um, but all in all, I think that Itzer will win the entire league. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) You're right. You're right.
2: That's unfortunate for my first.
1: And then last matchup, which is the furthest
2: projected, but I think will be closer than the projection says, is Tiz versus Wire. So Tiz is projected to win 149 and 137, a 59%. So still, even though the widest margin, 59% is pretty, pretty slim. Um, You know, Wire revamped his team. A little bit with that OBJ trade. I am going to go with Wire. I do like Tiz's team a lot. I, well, I love Tiz's team. I do like Tiz's team. I forgot he has Freeman in the flex. And Rex Burkhead without Sony Michel. Actually, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go gonna Tiz. Go I kind of forget Sonny Michel isn't playing and Booker's bad. I don't like Derrick Henry as much. And I don't think he's going to get 14 points. Two, you know, Vikings with the new quarterback could be an issue, but I don't know. I mean, I think this will be close. I think this could end up being maybe the closest one out of the four. But yeah, got Chris Carson on his bench.
1: Yeah. He's
2: got... He's got a lot of players. I mean yeah, he's good. Make the argument to start him over Cook, Henry, Burkhead or Freeman. Yeah. I mean he's Sorry. he's got five good running backs. So I will go Tiz. Um I probably should stop going first so I can pick against you guys to gain points, but <laughs> it's week one.
0: I'm I'm going Tiz as well. Um I think his team is just straight up better. I, I've always been higher on Tiz's team than, than you guys as well. I kind of put him in like the sixth, seventh spot when you guys are putting him down. So I I'm I'm a fan of his team. I think Mahomes actually actually does very well. I think that's going to be a shootout versus the Chargers, so I think that puts him over the
1: edge. Uh, I'm going to take Tiz as well. The thing that scares me, though, is Mahomes, actually, because, you know, he has a very small sample size, but I, I think his ceiling is very high, so I don't know if he's going to get into the groove in the first game. I think Mahomes could put up either like a 4 or like a 27. We yeah, I just him. think his
0: offense is too good for that. Like, he's not like he's rolling out with the Jets right now. Like, I, I, I just think... They're yeah, just too talented. There's too much talent around him.
1: Right. And and I think that um, Tiz's flexes blow uh uh wires out of the water. So It does. I am going to take
0: Jackson. Tiz. I sneaky st- do like Kenny still, it still doesn't put me over the edge, but Yeah,
2: Parker doesn't play, he's gonna have a good upside for week one. So yeah, all of us took Eric, all of us took Tiz, and then I took myself while you took took Greg, and then me and Eric took Isler while Chad took Rich. Got him all. So there you go, week week one? Yeah. We'll see how we do. We'll try to do this every week on the podcast. We'll just post it on Twitter and then give us, you know, I don't, I don't know if anyone cares what we don't do on the podcast, but we care. We do. And dinner's on the line.
0: Fantasy care. Korean dinner is on the line. Chad, how upset are you that you don't have Kenny Stills anymore?
1: Listen, he's one of those guys. He's like the Marvin Jones when I could yeah. not get rid of yeah, the yeah, player. Yeah. Absolutely. And Wire's, <laughs> Wire had me triggered today because he specifically said that he's a Stills truther. I offered wire stills so many times, and he said that he hated stills so many times.
2: <laughs>
1: so the,
2: the truth comes out. The truth
1: yeah. does come out. But, I, I, I mean, I wish I kept them. I should stop trading off, like, guys that I think aren't going to be good. Like, Sanu is another guy that I traded off when I thought he was sucked.
2: So, like, every year you probably should have, like, one guy where your gut tells you, when no one else wants him, keep him.
1: Yeah, Marvin Jones okay. was the big one. I
2: could have take Taylor Taylor for this year. He probably really couldn't get much for him, and he might have a pretty good role
1: here. Yeah. Hopefully. What are you going to do? What are you going right.
2: to do? Now we got power rankings? We'll do power rankings. So this will be the last power rankings we do on the podcast. We've done pre-NFL draft, post-NFL draft, and this is post-rookies, post-everything else. Season is two days away. Rob picked up a kicker. Rob finally picked up a kicker in IDP, so Yahoo has their projections. These are not... You know, I'm sorry to run on Josh's parade that he says he's one game back at the playoffs. This is not indicative of where you think you will finish. This is just how we think your roster is. We're not factoring in 19 picks. This is just this season, how we look at your roster, and not necessarily where we think you are finished. Um, I don't have each of ours in front of me. I usually post it on here, but this was unanimous. I got mine. And kind of and goes against Yahoo. Yahoo has number 14, Kojak, winning five games this year. Yeah, I still don't understand this year. that. And I, not only do I think it seems the worst, I think it's like by far the worst. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's it, not good. he's got Cam Newton, which great, great fantasy player. Carlos Hyde, I think underrated. And other than that, just like no one I ever won in my starting lineup that I would trust. He's got a wide receiver two and Tyrell Williams, possibly wide receiver three with some goal line upside in Sanu, but I think. Goal line offense? But. I'm saying, with like all the talk that Julio didn't get enough touchdowns, I think they're gonna make a statement to get him a lot more targets and opportunities in the end zone. So I think Sanu's TD value will go. I don't even know how much he had, but it seems like he caught every fucking touchdown instead of Julio. <laughs> Chris Thompson, I, somehow Peterson and him are both projected about like 30 points combined, <laughs> so they're just gonna run all over Arizona. But I don't know. Reed's a, a health risk, um, and Theo Reddick. I don't know what kind of role his have, and he's starting. When you start to tie down your flex. Something's not going right. So it's just oh, like... yeah, if it's not Kelsey and Gronk. <laughs> it's just not what you want. And a bunch of just whatever's on that bench. I mean, like, yeah, Nixon gets hurt, I guess. And if Hunk gets... He's got some good handcuffs, not like scrub handcuffs. But I just hate this roster. I think it's... I don't know. I don't know how it's projected to win five games. I'll be pretty pissed because I was first. And I projected to either be 1-1 or 1-2. Yeah. But... I you guys... No, agree. I, I
0: think Kojak's team is the worst. I voted that as well. Uh, it's just not... He's got a bunch of, like, wide receiver fours <laughs> and running back fives. Well, no, Carlos Hyde, I think, is going to be an RB, too, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't have a whole roster of that, scrubs, Yeah, he got, got a couple guys, and then...
0: Yeah, it's just not... It's like my team was like two years ago, which is not very good. How all these guys
1: projected this many points? Yeah, that's that's what throw, that's what throwing me off. They're all projected like so many points, I don't understand. But the th- the deal breaker for me, I have him fourteenth as well, is that his name is Guns and Rosen and he doesn't even have Josh Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think uh wire like, should we tell Kojak he doesn't have Josh Rosen? <laughs> <laughs> he <didn't know> <laughs> and he got Darnold. Like Yeah. It's just yeah, it's a bad does he even have Darnold anymore?
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, I think he's a defensive. Oh, yeah, he's, there he is. He's a jet. Remember, he used to actually have the Jets roster. As I know. Well, he's oh, okay, he's
2: got Donald, Bilal Powell, Quincy Nunez on his bench. <laughs> he's got the Jets bench. Uh, he's got like seven. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I think that should never get five wins unless something horrible happens to you and Rob or something great happens to him, but I don't see five wins. Um, number 13, which I think the roster has upside – yeah. To maybe come in 11th, 10th, issue. but uh, is Rob. Uh, Trubisky will be the big question mark as starting quarterback. I, I don't know if he addressed it on his bench at all. Uh, no. He probably should have hit that trade for Mariota or drafted someone better. Yeah. But Funches could have a good role next to Moore. Keelan Cole could be the wide receiver one. Coleman, I think, at 11 points is a little ambitious, but Morris could be – this is what we said before. Morris, Kirion Anthony Miller, his bench has – um, Cortland Sutton and James Washington. I mean, these are guys that could do really well this year. Yeah. I think we I think, think we all can agree we would have had a had a much higher had guys not gone after the year. Definitely. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that unfortunate hit for him and that kind of immediately put him in the in the, the dweller situation. But it's not a great team, and I think it's got good upside. He's got two guys on his bench that I think could be flex starters for him easily in by week three or four with Washington and Sutton. So mm-hmm. we'll see.
0: Maybe. That's I think the the biggest theme is that everyone got better. Like last year there were multiple people projected like one oh two. Like it was a couple mm-hmm. people. Now like the lowest is one twenty one and then a bunch of people in the one forties. I think just yeah. everyone's teams rounded out a little bit
2: better.
1: I agree. I think I agree. Yeah,
2: I know. I agree with you. The the teams that were on the bottom uh, helped yeah. helped, I think, besides Kojak with the draft. Yeah. Um excuse me. But I still think these Yahoo projections are a little rich, and I think they're going to come yeah. down to earth a little bit. Like After, I think, a couple weeks, Yahoo's going to be like, okay, these guys, you know, Latmeri's not going to average nine points. He might. So, so like, yeah, I think you still might start getting to the, the 110, the 110. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. As the year progresses, but for now on, you know, tip your, you know, hold your hat to the 120 projection you guys are getting. Uh, number 12 is our own co-host, Eric Van Dunn. I'll take it, I'll take kind it. I went over his team a little bit, but Spooky Garoppolo. Spooky. And he got... Good upside wide receivers with Watkins and Williams. Payne Barber could is the, the starter right now. You're not gonna start Ladd Murray, but like Chad said, Job is a freak. Lockett could have really good upside. He's bald one that's yeah. old and James Conner could be an every week starter. If not, Doxon, who knows what you can get from him.
1: Tony O'Connor is starting this week. You yeah. i him the I might start him. I don't
0: know. Calvin Ridley. I got some, I got some players. Did you just rock. pick up IR so,
1: yeah. IR guys just to put him on IR.
0: Uh yeah. Rob does that too. Pretty much. Um,
1: it's I not mean, a move. J-
0: JD McKissick played a little bit. Uh, Cedric Wilson didn't even give him a shot. The Cowboys have really no one. And then, I mean, I love, love Chris Warren. I think he's a beast. Yeah, I just straight picked up. I th- I didn't think you were allowed to do that before.
2: You could just straight add to the IR. No, no,
0: I cut. I cut. Um, you don't
2: have to. You can just add him right to the IR.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I oh, did I that with Jalev Scott. Just oh, yeah, I caught somebody and then added the three
1: to the IR. I, I think Eric's team is, like, sneaky kind of deep, too. Like, Dawson, yeah. Clement. Uh Ridley. Even Yeldon. Uh, like Buck Allen. Like these are all guys that you could slide into your flex any given week.
2: Yeah. And they're like one injury away from being the the back top outcome. Right. That was the play. That was the play. See if it plays off. So Eric, where are you predictions for your season? You do you avoid assless Chaps SAT. I do,
0: I do. I, I think I come <laughs> in I think I come in either eleventh or twelfth. I think that's where I end up. I'm super happy with that. Big week one matchup. You're Big ha- week. you are happy matchup.
1: with finishing twelve.
0: Biggest matchup. But I also I won <laughs> I won uh, week one last year against Kojak and I still ended up coming last. That's true. So I mean, Did you hear Chad's comment? No, I didn't hear it. So you're easy. gonna
2: be happy coming in twelve.
0: Yeah. Oh, thrilled. <laughs> it, it actually it actually improves my and uh, my rankings. I'm twelve point six six average finish, so a twelve
2: actually moves that up. I think you and Tiz are the only teams to not have a single digit place.
1: Yeah, my highest finish. was eleven. It's not good.
2: Can you come in ninth one year, man? I did not You come come in ninth, ninth a podcast. one year.
1: This is the year, Eric. <laughs> this is the goddamn year.
2: The trade impulses are just too strong. It could be the year because you're going to play Kojak, Rob. We'll segue right into 11 is Josh. I mean, you could – I'm not going to say you're going to go 6-0 against him, but no, I you know. could go 6-0 against him. So who knows? Yeah, we will see. But number 11 is Josh. Uh, I feel like he gets disrespected a lot, but <laughs> we said that in – I think other power rankings that he just has a bunch of guys that he likes that not necessarily everyone else likes. Uh, Brady's a stud. I think he loves Carson more than like anyone on the planet. Same with Frank Gore, who is not starting. But I do like the combination of Zeke and Duke Johnson. Yeah. he's listed ahead of Chubb right now, so he's going to get the consistent passing and third down back. Chubb's got to earn that. Cup and Goodwin, I think, are very strong flex players. Like it's it's a good it's a good team. It's projected what one thirty five somehow. Equivalent to Kojak, but I don't know. It's going to get him some wins. I think there, he's projected like six wins right now. I think he should. We said six and oh for your scenario. He should go six and oh against you, Kojak, and Rob. So sneaks a couple more wins. If you know, Chad or whoever have a bad bye week situation, he could be in the playoffs, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I think 11 is a good spot for him. No, I think,
0: I think anyone here 11 on could sneak into the playoffs. I think that was what you were kind of hinted at. Yeah. I think well, obviously longer longer a shot than most, but I think yeah. he could sneak in. Wire could sneak in. Like it wouldn't surprise yeah.
1: me. Chad? Yeah, I think I think his team is just solid. Yeah, you know, like you said, he's got Cobb and Goodwin in his flex. I'd be thrilled to have Cobb and Goodwin in my flex. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um Sounds
1: awesome. You know, he's always got Zeke. He's got Duke Johnson who is obviously due for regression, but I think he can have some obviously PPR value. Ebron, not sure about. I think Jack Doyle's gonna get the majority of the tight end targets there. Um DT I've, I've been down on a little bit for, like, the last two years. So we'll see about him. But, yeah, like you said, Brady's a stud. Garcon I'm kind of down on, too. But, you know, it's it's a solid team. I definitely think he's ranked uh, correctly above the last three that we just said. So,
2: And even, like, his, we talk about Eric being deep. Like, Ted Ginn could, you know, have some see. value. Frank Gore is the co-starter with Kenyon Drake. Christian Kirk is the wide receiver of three. But, I, don't, I mean – you're gonna put uh, he's probably the wide receiver. He's gonna earn he's, he's gonna earn. earn wide receiver yeah. too. Hines could be the starter um eventually or now. So he's got a good team and you know, Alfred Blue is a Lamar Miller injury from, from being the RB one there with Foreman not back. So you never know. I mean, it's fine. I mean it sucks they lost Marquis Lee. But, you know, it's a solid solid team. I don't think it's gonna make a lot of splash, but we'll see. Um Moving on to Matt Wire. Yeah, number ten Matt Wire. I'll let one of you two kind of into his team because I keep doing it every time.
0: Um, I mean, I think he hinted on it pretty well um, when we were going over the matchups. I, I do like Wire's team. I think he could sneak in the Odell Beckham trade was obviously enormous for him. I think even the 14 points is a little bit low. I could see him getting 17 points week one. Uh, Matt Ryan is always obviously a Atlanta has an enormous big play offense. Um, always puts up a lot of points. Kenny Galladay is kind of that dynasty darling. Everyone loves him. There's talk about him moving past Golden Tate this year. Joe Mixon, we don't know what we're going to get. Obviously, everyone likes his talent, but who knows what the Bengals are going to do. Alice Collins seems like he's pedestrian, but always seems to have a good game. Jimmy Graham could explode this year. He could be a tight end one overall in the Packers offense, or he could, could be. be a dud. Um, Kenny Stills. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I don't really like. I think yeah, that's kind of stretching out there. Robbie Gold, I think San Francisco does well this year, so I think he can actually do well. Carolina's D is, is middling. Well, middle of the road. Control
2: <laughs> <all> the defense.
0: Levante <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David, I actually is my least favorite player in the a league. A deep dive. Um, Eric Kendricks, actually, I like from Minnesota. Um, I'll defend wire yeah. a little bit that I think if Mac or Parker were
2: at all healthy, Jackson would well, not be in the starting lineup. Correct.
0: Yeah, I'll I agree, give a, agreed. I very much agree with that. I'm surprised he actually didn't even just throw Traquan Smith in there. He loves Smith, and Smith was getting all the buzz. It's
2: too early. I don't know about that. It's Meredith proved them that
1: they're you know. They have I've, a ton of weapons. Uh, yeah, but I think he, he's I, he's he has the same before.
0: amount of boom potential as Jackson does at this point. He's going to
2: get in there.
1: Not with Ted um, Ginn and Cameron Meredith there too. I don't know. I also, I know really it's I know shot it's
2: shot. Jalen Ramsey, but how is
1: Alex Collins projected two more
2: points? No doubt, Beckham Jr. Right. Is that really? Is that just a Ram- Like, let me check. Let me see his other game logs. Yeah, I guess it has to be Ramsey. It's 15-15. no week has he projected more than Alex Collins is this week, besides Week Eight. Yeah, so that's be Ramsey. That's why. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying it's not Ramsey. I'm saying two weeks, oh. two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's not projected more than sixteen points. That's a little. That's crazy. crazy. So, yeah, that's a yeah. Little crazy. So no, that is crazy. But um, a team that, given the right schedule, luck, points for all that yeah. stuff, could be easily playoff team. He's got some Absolutely. guys too
1: that like fancy analysts like love to break out this year. Like Galladay is a big big name that's thrown yep. around. Mixon's a guy that people are saying is going to have a huge year. So, you know I love mixing. And like you said, Graham too, who could could be the overall tight end one, so we'll see with him. So I think the
2: bottom four five that we just had were pretty consistent among us Yeah uh three. There wasn't too much deviation. I I think Itzler may have had we've had like a one or two spot differential. I think you might have it in front of you, Chad, but
1: I haven't won, so
2: you haven't won, which is a lot higher than yeah. I had him. But Chad, do you want to break down Andrew Itzler at number nine
1: for us? Yeah, sure. These are weirdly really going the same as my rankings again. So let me, mm-hmm. f- let me find his team. <laughs> what is his team name? Oh yeah, F a podcast. That's just, that's, <laughs> <it's> just rude. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, all right, so Itzler's team, as we all know, Matt Stafford, who is you know year in and year out QB one. Uh Tyree Hill. We'll Daddy. see. We'll see with Patrick Mahomes. I actually like Hill a lot this year. Uh Marvin Jones, he's got the nice stack with Stafford with him. Um, Kenyon Drake, who some people are down on, some people are high on. Um I'm kind of in the middle with him. I think that'll have a decent year, but it's going to be tough with Gore there. Um Isaiah Cruel, who I'm not the biggest fan of. He's still super young, but he plays for the Jets, so I mean, I'm I'm kind of avoiding all of, all of Jets' offense to be honest with you. Uh Zach Ertz who plays uh in 2 days, which is fun to say. Mm. Um, that was awesome. I love that. Yeah, I think Zach Ertz is going to have a, good, a nice little year. Jamal Williams at 16 points is a little crazy to me. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, I, I love Jamal Williams coming out of college at BYU. Um, but your boy. I, I, I'm just not sure he's that good, to be completely transparent. <laughs> Sterling Shepard I talked about earlier. Um, he's solid. I, I don't know. He, I, I think that his ceiling could be high, but I think that his floor is also could be very low.
2: I'm surprised he's starting him over, say, Robbie Anderson or Crabtree, who's – Crabtree's proven to be great in Oakland. I know he's got Flacco now, but he's the wide receiver one there where he was the two in Oakland, and Anderson was the last four or five weeks fantasy darling of 2017. I'm starting
1: Anderson over all of them, to be honest with you. I don't know why Anderson's on his bench.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I realize he's got a couple of deep guys there. So keeps Bo Scarborough, which probably is just so questionable. <laughs> that I made mean, even my new comment, even better, that they just he just caught him. He didn't yeah. even make the Cowboys roster. So I, I like, am shocked he didn't make the roster. I thought he was going to
0: be on the team. Yeah, it's so did I. Honestly, so did <laughs> I. I was a little surprised by that, too.
2: And he's got T15. Damn, I know he had T15. Should he, a he literally
0: just picked up T15. I caught him.
1: There's so? There, you caught him.
0: Because I called him out for having um, the gunner, honestly, it Slater. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like, he's going to get eight points
1: all season. Like, what are you doing? Wait, he had Matthew Slater?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Slater Like the Patriots
1: the team. special team guy? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> and for like a couple weeks. Interesting. Outrageous. But yeah, love that. <laughs> um. So, number eight, where do we have these? What do we have? So, it's Tiz. Chad, where did us three have Tiz ranked?
1: Uh, where did us three have Tiz ranked? We had him eight. Yeah, I, was no, say, I no. think
2: I had him eight. Hold on, I'll, I'll screw up. So
1: I had him. I was saying each of us. I feel like oh, Tiz I had we got eight.
2: different. This is still following yours. So you yeah. had him. You had him. Eric had him seven. I had him seven. I had him seven, and you had him eight. It's so, okay. We were in agreement here. Where do we have Hitzler? Nine, eight, and ten. had <laughs> him ten, ten, ten. All right, that was even. So um, Tiz at eight. I thought ranking four to eight was very difficult. Um, I had Tiz one spot higher, but the average put him here. But Tiz's team's, like, really, really good. good. It's like Really good. Really good. Um, we kind of went over it in the week one matchup. But, like, I mean, having Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs is, is loaded. Dalvin Cook. And also about Henry for Freeman. I think Freeman will be his second-best running back this year it is just – good young he's got good young players he does all all across the board so something like it's like almost like win now slash rebuilding team it's just really good um i mean still has john ross but how is is john ross projected 7.7 points they're just assuming someone's gonna catch the ball there unbelievable but yeah i mean you saw the play he had the other day That was outrageous but his starting lineups is, is as strong as it gets i think could put up as many points as anyone else's team and he's still got, you know, James White hanging the back of Sonny Michelle and Rex are both questionable this this game. So you just throw him in there if that doesn't work out. Wilkins, again, going to be running back by committee with Indy, could win his starting lineup. You never know. I mean, if, if a duel gets traded, there's a lot of guys. He's has a lot of good players, mm-hmm. and his starting line is just really strong. It's going to be really annoying to play him twice a year.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. It hurts him that he's in your guys' division, but – yeah, I, I totally yeah, he, agree.
2: Would, he would run train on our division.
1: He would definitely be, I think, a playoff team if he was in our division.
2: Agreed. I think he's projected three wins, so I don't know if he's just having some bad bye week luck with other teams or what's going on, but that I he's not a three win team. He's much better than that. I did have him seven, but I, I could have him as high as five. Honestly, yeah. if you would argue he's better than me, I won't. I won't argue against you. Uh, number seven. So this one, I think we had some some big differences, and Chad, you can go into your team, and I'll I'll quickly pull up the rankings, so number seven is Chad, so Eric had him sixth. Um,
1: I had me sixth. Chad,
2: you had you sixth, and I had you eighth. I I, I texted you the reason, which is because I thought Tiz getting Royce Freeman and the dog ball win concerns faulted him above you. I thought, although both your rosters are very strong, I just thought that was kind of a kicker, but um, give
1: everyone a little preview of your potential playoff team. Sure, so we got, at the helm, we got Kirk Cousins, Uh, we got Brandon Cooks and Doug Baldwin are my two receivers, Kareem Hunt, running back, Um, Tariq Cohen, not the strongest RB2, but um, I think he's going to be a solid little PPR guy this year, Trey Burton, whom I have huge expectations for this year, Jarvis Landry is a uh, huge PPR guy, did great last year, Um, and Michael Gallup, who I also have high expectations for, I think he could honestly be the wide receiver one in Dallas, so.
2: Easily, That's... I think he might be the wide receiver one. That's right now. We'll say had the nice little connection in preseason. Can't
1: argue. And then you know we talked about my defense and before I think Jacksonville's the best defense in the <laughs> league, and I think I think CJ, CJ Mosley yeah. and Christian Kirksey are like dominant. So we'll see. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you're gonna get Edelman back in two games, four games, four. I think it's four, four games, yeah. and you, I mean you're not even starting at first-round pick, DJ Moore, even though he's projected more points, which I agree with you there. I agree with the Gallup starts. I think it's a smart decision, but you know, Jack Doyle could be a good Trent Taylor. Uh, Taywan Taylor, Taylor. Taylor is like kind of the sleeper darling, I think, this year, among any other names I've been hearing. I think he's the one that is getting a lot of hype to take like end of redrafts, which I, I, I agree, but I think Corey Davis is going to have a really big year, so it's kind of like how many how many points did they have to throw yeah, around talk there? about Delaney a lot, too. Um, James Dunn <laughs> well, just about LeGarrette delayed. Blunt Detroit, I mean, he, I mean, he could have a, he could still have a role. I think Albert Wilson is kind of a sneaky good play in Miami if Amendola proves to just be old and not reliable. This and, might be the first season that C.J.
0: Procise is healthy too. He, whenever he plays, which is not nice. often, he looks good. Yeah,
1: I'm He's just happy he made the player. team.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's going to be the third down back because McKissick's out. That's why I picked up McKissick. I was like, why not hold him? But, also, watch yeah, out for yeah.
1: Philip Dorsett this year too. Yeah. In Edelman's absence, I think I think that he could be a, a breakout candidate for them, too. Sure. yeah.
2: I would say that even though I had you ranked below Tiz, your playoff chances are way higher, uh, given the division. Um, but solid team. I mean, we have you ranked seventh, which is just out of the playoffs. But, again, I think – I would say 10 and above. I'm going to exclude Josh a little. Well, Josh can make it because of his schedules. Maybe even 11 and above can make the playoffs. Maybe. But I think – I think eight and above are the title chances. I want to leave Itzler out of that. Yeah. That's just me, personally. And wire. But I think Chad, if Chad won the title, I don't think it'd be that shocking. No, no, at all. So, I'm excited for your team. I hope you don't fizzle out like last year, because I had a lot of hope for you. You started off like six and two, power rank number one, and then everything yeah. went to About, shit. Yeah, it
1: did. Confirmed. Yeah. You guys trying happens. to trade for Marcus Murphy? Hit me up. No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know who that is? Yeah, it's a sock line.
1: What, <laughs> when McCoy gets hurt, dude, he's the handcuff.
0: Can't wait. Um, I did. He did look good in the preseason. I saw him run a couple of times.
2: So we're in the playoff tier. Unfortunately, five through one is kind of more of the same for the last like three years in our power ranking. But we have a new face in the playoff tier. I don't think we he's ever. I don't think he's ever been ranked this high. And it's Andrew Ridgema. Ridge. And welcome we, to the show. Congrats, spoke, Ridge. Congrats. Uh, we talked down a little bit on his Week One team with Woods and Hearns, but when you look at down the line when he's going to have Sony Michelle and Rashad Penny both playing, presumably, and maybe Hearns and Woods figures out a role. I mean, his starting lineup is loaded with Russell Wilson. You know, we said Mike Evans, Corey Davis, who I think is going to be great this year. It seems like all the wide receivers are having really low projections. All the running backs have crazy high projections. That's yeah. what I'm noticing here, but Barkley and Fournette are like two top seven dynasty running backs yeah. Evan Ingram's a top four dynasty tight end it's just it's loaded I, I don't see I think he's projected nine wins this year our division is our division where he could win three games this year I don't know it just depends on how they obviously how they play but it's he can't really afford to have like a 110 week no. given the schedule and I don't know how his situation is but he should make the playoffs um Every year, we usually have at least two te- new teams make the playoffs. I think we'd agree Greg would be one of them. And it could easily be Rich, Rich. bumping out mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Or, uh, or Chad out of the playoff picture. Like
1: I had Ridge Rich. at four. Yeah. I like Ridge's team a lot.
2: Yeah. I think you had him ranked fourth, right?
1: Yeah, I had him at four.
2: Yeah, I think you had him the highest out of everybody.
0: I feel like it's like the ultimate
2: UTH team. Like, when it's UTH talks well,
0: about the U- team. Like, yeah, that's Ridge's UTH right now.
1: Robert yeah. Woods looks nothing like I thought that he looked like.
0: Yeah, I don't think he looked like that either. <laughs> I, I, I've seen his face before. It looks like Jafar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of him before. There's Robert Elite Woods in the flesh. Robert Elite
1: Woods. Robert <laughs> Elite <laughs> Jafar Woods. <laughs> and that'll
2: do it for Ridges at number six, so... We're in the top five. We're in the top five. Which has been the Fab Five, as we call ourselves. I thought it was the Fag Five.
1: Yeah, it's definitely Fag Five. Yeah, I
2: thought it was the Fag Five. Oh, man, that was a typo. I thought yeah, it was a Yeah, five. yeah, yeah. Must have been Tay. Well, must have been Tay. So, I'm actually going to give number five to Chad. I, so, number five is, in my feelings, Mike Balducci. Me and Eric had, him, I think, at least ranked as a playoff team. Chad, did you have him ranked the
1: seventh best team, I think? Uh, I did, because I'm continuing my year of me thinking that I'm better than him.
2: and I, I think I'm going to agree on some of the points you're going to hit on why you don't like his team, but I still think it's a playoff team, but go ahead and break down his team and what you don't like. Well, not that like about it, but what you don't love about it.
1: Alright, so obviously I love Big Ben and AB. You know, they're they're studs. I'm a Steeler fan. They're going to be president and vice president one day, so I lo- love them. Adam <laughs> Thielen, uh, I also like, I do think Thielen is going to regress a tiny bit this year. I think he had a really good year last year. But I think with Cook back um, and Stefan Diggs due for like I think is gonna have a huge year. I'm a I'm a little bit down on Thielen, not as, not a whole lot, but I I do like Thielen. Um, Jay Ajayi was never I was never really a huge fan of him, um, and he's he's been a little um, beaten up. I think I think they just he just started practicing again, so we'll see how much they use him week one. Um, Melvin Gordon, um, you know that we talked about that was a huge uh, OBJ trade. Um, you know, he's, he's a guy that I think is strictly volume. Um, I don't, I don't think the skill is totally there. So, uh, you know, that's my take on that. Travis Kelsey is obviously a stud tight end, you know, one of the top three tight ends in the league. Um, and then Lamar Miller and Randall Cobb don't make it move for me to be completely honest with you. Lamar Miller is going to get volume, but Randall Cobb, not too sure about. Um, and then he also drafted the Chargers D so... you can never you can never forget that never forget
2: um i i agree with you on some points i uh, melvin lamar miller i do agree but they're just gonna get there's no one behind him and the one guy i did like last year in um eckler he has yeah so if anything ever does happen to melvin gordon i think eckler would immediately become a high end running back too i really do think that um and he's still got for that final flex buy if chubb doesn't work out nick chubb could break through dd I, no one really knows what's going to happen with those Jacksonville right, run, uh, wide receivers and as Paul well Richardson as Greenbacks too. and Paul Richardson or even Ty Montgomery. I mean, even that running back is still – I know we talked about Jamal Williams, but still it's, I don't think it's locked in 100% as far as like a bell cow rule. So I think, he, I think he's got a playoff team just based on the upside of his main guys of A.B. Thielen, Gordon, Kelsey, Big Ben. But I, I – I can see why you would rank him below yourself and Ridge. I, I can't fully disagree, but I still think he's a playoff team. He's definitely a playoff team in the division if we take that aside, but I still think he's a top six team uh, if you want to like pick and pull different areas. But I think you had him at 5-2, right, Eric?
0: Yeah, I, I, there's nothing else I would add there. His, his team's good. It's got a lot of talent. I think he's going to make a run this year. Um, I think, he's, like you said, he's running out of that window to make a run with Ben and AB, but... As long as you have that pairing, that's just, it's unfair. And I'm higher on Gordon and Miller than you guys are. I think they're both mid-range RB2s this year, which with his team right now is all he needs. They're PBR guys. Mm -hmm. That's it. They catch both.
1: I mean, Gordon's probably an RB1. Yeah. I don't
0: even, I don't, I mean, even if he's not, even if he's a high-end RB2, I think he's just still in this
2: spot. Yeah. Uh, So number four is, again, thanks to you guys, me. Uh, I think I have myself below Deuch, but you guys ranked me a little bit higher. Um, nothing much has changed since the last time we thought about my team, except for the draft. So my starting lineup is Breeze, then A-Rob and Algalore as my wide receivers. My strongest points are my running backs with Kamara, McCoy, and then Jordan Howard rounding out the flex with uh, Crowder. You know, I got some good depth, I think, as far as skill positions players goes with Meredith John Brown, I like a lot this year. Toronto Allison, I think, is a good sleeper. And even Amendola. Like, any of those guys could be flex plays. And I'm just hoping Dez does sign somewhere, which would really give my team a boost, Pending where he signs. Um, I can agree that my running, my wide receivers are a little shaky. I think a is being way undervalued by Yahoo here. But I think I got, like, some good upside, especially my running backs. And then you never know. Algalor could break out this year. Crowder could finally be the PPR guy we think he should be. And who knows, I mean, I don't, I don't really need a tight end if I can just keep picking and plugging guys. That's so definitely a, a hole. And I like my – if we're talking about IDPs, I love Keekly. I don't even know how to say your guy. On Schobert. Schobert. I mean, he was a stud last year. I think he was a top five IDP. Even Matt Bryant's a top kicker every year. So I, I like my IDPs a lot too to give me some good contribution. So, I mean, I like my squad. Yeah,
0: your team's very solid. I didn't realize how much depth you have. Like, you just have, like, a bunch of good, like – low end wide receiver twos, like yeah. mid wide receiver threes with like Brown, like Allison, Amandola, Cam Meredith, just like a lot of guys you can plug, like you like you were saying. I didn't realize how deep it was. <laughs> I was looking down, I was like, that's awesome. Um I don't like Jordan Howard as much, but I
2: mean he just keeps producing. So I mean he just keeps making me eat my words. Now if he if he goes out there this year and puts up another running back one season, will he finally get the dynasty respect no that he's worth a top three pick?
1: No. No, he won't. He it's, won't. it's
2: crazy. It I am gr- agree. I'm never going to trade him. I'll it's never trade him that It's a stigma. You can't. It's crazy. I mean, back-to-back years, I mean, if he does it in a different offense that's a passing offense, what more does he need to do? Yeah,
0: I don't think he, these are just certain people that can't break a stigma. What does he
2: need to finish? Like, Ashley, like, as a top-five running back, you think, this year? No. It's he needs, lucky. like, outdo. needs to be, like, Gurley, bell, Zeke, DJ, power. It was all Trubisky. <laughs> <It's all interesting. laughs>
1: I, I think it's low. You know, I think low key some... Howard could lead the league in rushing.
0: I, I hope you're right. I, yeah, I don't know if I agree, but
1: you don't think that he could. No. Why?
0: Was... I just I just don't see it. There's just something in my
2: mind that I don't see. People just like don't like Jordan Howard. There's like this negative.
0: I, yeah, also, I, I, also think, I also think the Bears aren't going to be that great and they're going to be down Ooh, and No, passing. I think
2: now that they got Khalil, their defense is going to be strong. They're going to get that offense on the field a lot more. Fantasy Point City. Let's go. That was a big signing. It was a big signing. Yeah, we can talk I'm about that. I'm still but bitter big at the though. I don't know what the Raiders are doing. One of the Browns, right? But, Chad, uh, I hope. Uh, you know what, Chad? You're the smartest guy on this podcast. Thank For you. Now, I could definitely leave the league. You're the most the handsome. Project. Oh, thank you. Eric, you're the, the Thanks, host. guys. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right and that kind of so when i tiered these off last time i think i just did in the chat for fun i think i had like a tier of like teams that are injury proof still title contenders and then there's some guys that if you lose one player you're probably not going to a title so these top three teams i think are still by far the three best teams would be the favorites to win a title and everyone else would kind of be a surprise but not a huge surprise uh number three is greg yeah do you anyone
0: want yeah to take the... we could jump on greg um i mean we kind of we kind of hinted on most of these before but greg is a is a is an annual powerhouse outside of his kind of falling short last year which
2: i think everyone's second in points for
0: And that was the i think it was like you said that one Marshawn lynch mistake where he didn't see that he
2: wasn't playing no he like started Marshawn or something instead of that's what I'm Nelson saying. Instead of Baldwin. That
0: one mistake. I thought he left Marshawn in, not seeing he wasn't playing. He like looked at like 12:45 and I like he was like It was like, yeah. it was like yeah. something was like,
1: He started him like overballed when I think.
0: That yeah, was it. That was it. That was like I said. It's it's crazy how close that was, but I mean, it seems very good. He's got some really good. I mean, he's got Gurley. You can't go wrong with Gurley. Ingram will come back and be a, a top 12 running back. Um, his wide receivers are studs in PPR with Keenan Allen, Julio Jones. <laughs> Love Deion Lewis and PPR as
2: well. I think Sanders is going to be really good this year. Yeah, Sanders tail.
0: is going to have an actual very good year. The Saints offense is dope, so Will Lux puts up points. I hate Mariota. Just, it, it's the Greg effect, actually,
2: because I used to love Mariota. Now I hate Mariota. You know what? I did, see, I did say <laughs> about the injury away, not the deepest team. Like I'm no. looking at his bench, and it's not – I mean, Ingram will be the starter, so he'll bench Sanders, I guess, or whomever Peterson. Went, but it's not like – is just so top heavy, strong. No. Yes, it is yeah. very top heavy. With strong. no injuries, he easily can win. The like, game. I don't know what Jordan Nelson's going to give you, and other than that, well, imagine I if you still he still had
1: was... McKinnon too.
2: Exactly, so that's a big injury to his depth. And yeah. uh, and, and Alshon is week to week, so mm-hmm. once he gets Alshon back, I think it'll look a little better. But as it stands now, he's he's lucky guy Peterson. That's all I got to say. But good for him for picking him up, and he got Chad Patterson on the bench. So it's
1: that's yeah. true. I'm due for a breakout year.
2: You are due yeah. for a breakout year. That's it's a solid team. It's a definitely top contender team. I don't like how Sanders' head's tilted in this photo. It like, throws me off. It's like a little <laughs> kid taking a photo. But yeah, it's a loaded team. Uh, I guess only question mark is luck and how he's gonna perform after the injury. And then the top two teams, these have been the top two teams for since forever. Uh, number two is Agent Lee, Nick. The bridesmaid, never the bride, wins comes, you know, wins the division multiple times, can't do anything in the playoffs, but he, his team hasn't changed much either. Uh, he didn't. He, we kind of criticized his draft, honestly. He drafted a bunch of handcuffs, which is fine. I mean, we didn't love it. We didn't hate it. Um, right now, we, I mean, when you're benching Josh Gordon, you know your team is doing something, doing something and right. Ju- and Juju. Like, and Juju. Fuck off. That just, Nick. Yeah, that just speaks to the depth of his team. He does have Rofag, which probably should probably bump him down to the 10, 11 range. He should probably cut Rofag. But starting lineup, Aaron Rodgers... Probably the best fantasy quarterback. Nuke, A.J. Green, Studs, Freeman Lynch. I don't love Lynch, but he's startable, he's still, obviously. obviously year is perfect. Gronk could probably have the best year he's ever had with the Patriots having no weapons at all. Like, zero weapons outside of Hogan. And he's got Hogan. Yeah. So, he's got the two weapons. He's all in on the Patriots. Main two guys. And Amari Cooper's an interesting start. He's going with the... They peppered the wide receiver one with John Gruden, but... I probably would start Juju because he's already looked like a stud in the preseason but yeah. I don't think it's not going to call. he's playing Kojax, so this that True, is like, Star's better. not going to do anything for that you know the win-loss so but the team is just stupidly
1: good yeah. and I would say you know the the co cool favorite to win the title I still think
0: it's his year I think it's his year I think he's winning this year
1: well, we say that like every year though
0: but
2: he should win every year. He just doesn't perform the
1: play. Well,
0: no. Last year was the first year we said it's officially his time, and it just didn't happen. Well, he
2: had A, B, and Big Ben go against him combined for, like, 500 yards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, that, and he only lost by, like, a point or something, like yeah. two points to Duke. He was that – because if you followed the rest of the weeks, he would have beat Rodgers, and he would have beat yeah. Insler. So that's fantasy. That's just it is, it is. It's that close from getting your name engraved in the gene, which Rodgers still hasn't done. No name, no last two championships has been on the trophy. That,
1: that's sad. <laughs> it's annoying. Come on, anyway, yeah, Rogers. To be off. fair,
2: I did have it, and there's no places in the city open on weekends that do trophying. That is like frustrating. Zero. So I had to give it to my dad to give it to a place in Long Island to do yeah. it. So Rogers, if you're listening, you can give me the trophy, and I can
1: have it handed for you if you if you want that done. Or I want it done. So Rogers, just give me the trophy. I'll do it. Less cri- crypto, and more fantasy. Rogers, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: you can pay me. If you want to pay me in crypto? That's fine. Um, and speaking of Rodgers, the number one team, the team that should just sweep this division up, is Rodgers. His team is stacked. At the end, we hadn't have as happy, but having one of the better drafts as well, which is, adds, you know, just annoying. Yep. But going down to Sean Watson, I don't know what we're gonna get from him. I mean, for a, a guy that used, not relies on his leg, but relies on being a little mobile in the pocket. I'm just curious. The upside, how he back. It's just outrageous. there. The he didn't yeah. trade much to get him. No. Then Mike Thomas, which I still, I think Thomas is also in the Jordan Howard category. Not as much, but there's people that just don't like Mike Thomas, despite him. Who? Who? Him Who doesn't like Mike Thomas? I just don't seem like, I don't know. I just feel like Twitter's not as high on Mike Thomas. As but he's, still,
0: are. he's still a, like a round one startup pick,
2: though. I like, where
0: Jordan Howard's not
2: where I feel like T.Y. Hilton's underappreciated.
1: Agreed. And, Agreed.
2: and yep. Bell and DJ is just stupid. Literally, like, two and three in redrafts. Yep. Yep. It's just, like, not fair. He's got three redraft people, maybe four if you count McCaffrey on his team. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing well. you got four round Top round ten picks,
1: yeah. yeah. It sucks Cowboys. so much.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just annoying. Man. McCaffrey at 20 is a lot, though. But... I still understand Bell getting 19 points and Connor
1: getting 10, but I love McCaffrey. This year.
2: And then, you know, Larry Fitz could easily be starting for him. Wolf Fuller was a monster when Watson was playing yeah. Uh good one. Is now the wide receiver too. I think that came out today. Rightfully so. I think he's was due for this one. Jackson and that kind of fell off with age. Pettis. We kind of like some of us don't like, but I mean, Sam Fran, I think that wide receiver core is pretty wide open. So his team's just stacked. I mean, it should he probably could win it three times in a row and just be the best owner that ever was.
0: Or will he forget to set his lineup and come in last? I doubt. And then I'll have one on one. five. Wow. <laughs> High five. Well it took a turn for me. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <a> turn?
1: <laughs> I can't wait to get I, I, dude his dude, projections are like add, his projections are stupid, dude. Like one seventy three is a lot. That's it's so, lot. so dumb.
2: I think Rodgers could not look at his line... I think he could leave this lineup in and not make any adjustments and make the playoffs. Five yeah. Anything, I think he'll make the playoffs. Damn
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do?
2: Um, any any uh, last kind of closing things before we hit hard knocks? No, let's watch hard knocks, and then by the time we talk to you next time, there will be week one in the books. Oh, my we God. We will have actual... Standings. We'll have
0: actual standings. We can, like, review football. It's, we'll, like, talk about, like, what happened. I can't wait.
2: Football. It's not a speculation anymore. You're right. It's um, actually it's not just, it's not Lock camp. solid. It's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then, yeah, so I'll keep up with the blogs for the power rankings. I thoroughly enjoy doing those. Awesome. Um So we'll see how those change week to week. But they won't be, like like we said, it's, it's like the coaches pool. Like, yeah, you just get power rankings. Yeah. They kind of just flow with... If Roger starts off on one somehow, he's not going to move all the way down to tenth. Yeah, you know, Stuff Or like will that. he? I remember, Ridge was like grilling me. Mean, he's like, "So how does it work? Is it just on record?" I'm like, no, it's on record. It's like, how? He He's like, "So it's all point i I'm like, "No, because that's be boring and like, there's <laughs> no
0: fun at that." Like, I'm trying to explain. It's like it's a multitude of factors. It's like, it's oh, because he wants to do for his league, so he's trying to get it down
2: to the easiest way lie. possible it's for him like, to yeah, It's just like, yeah. like it's just how you feel. Yeah, recency bias is a lot. So it's a feeling. But yeah, get ready for Thursday. I'm just so pumped. Tagalor and Brian,
0: let's do it. I'm going to start Corey Clement just so I could have something in there. I'm going to trade for Goddard. Rogers, you up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening. This has uh, been another version of the Elite Dynasty podcast. We will be back next week for episode number 38. Chad, head him with the podcast and the uh, Twitter, a.k.a.
1: Uh, it's at Meatspin. Uh, check out at Meatspin. Um, and then while you're there, at- check out at Elite Dynasty pod, at Lemon Party. At <laughs> Penn Island at Penn Island (laughs) at at (laughs) Ligma later